Welcome back to another episode of the CBC Unspoken Podcast. Um, today we've got actually a returning guest. We've got uh, John Clark with us today. John, it's good to have you on the podcast Thanks again, man. Thanks for having me. Um, and we actually have another new never guest. before and seen, yeah, new guest on this podcast. Uh, Brother Chris Linderman, our Sunday school teacher, a member of the CBC Choir, and uh, just an outright good man of God. Uh, Chris, it's good to have you on the podcast today, brother. Thank you for having me. Bill Tyler, why don't you tell everybody what we got to talk about today? Okay, so for today, we, um, when me and John were talking about what we want to do for our next podcast, um, we knew it would be sometime in June, and so what better topic for the month of June than to talk about Pride? Because everything is labeling the month of June Pride Month, and that's the month of my birthday, so it's not, it's not the best label. Nope, and it's my it's birthday, the best too, label. this month. Um, but... Uh, <laughs> We thought what a good time to have the conversation on pride and homosexuality in general because a lot of people um, that are fine with homosexuality don't know verses in the Bible, you know, that suggest otherwise, um, both Old Testament and New Testament. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we wanted to talk about pride in general um, and as well as the homosexuality movement of today. Um, So to begin... Uh, usually I give everybody an outline. I didn't do that today, so we're just going to do it on the fly. So um, to start out, um, let's talk about pride in general. Um, I wrote down right here um, some stuff for biblical definitions. Uh, Proverbs 16, verse 17 through 20, it says, The highway of the upright is to depart from evil. He that keepeth his way preserveth his soul. Pride goeth before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Better it is to be a, a humble spirit with the lowly than to divide the spool with the proud. He that handleth a matter wisely shall find good, and whoso trusteth in the Lord, happy is he. Um, the use of pride in this context comes from the uh, Hebrew word, and I guarantee you I will mispronounce this, so nobody <coughs> bash me for it, but the Hebrew word right here is uh, gawon. Um, it's G-A-O-N. And it means an, ex- an exaltation of oneself above others or God. Um, and so that's that's one of the biblical definitions I have. Another one comes from uh, 1 John two fifteen through 17. It says, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof, but he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. The word pride right here is from the Greek word alazonia, something like that. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna mispronounce these Greek and Hebrew words. Is uh, alazonia, and it simply means to trust one's own power and resource, and shame and shamefully despise and violate divine laws from God. Mm-hmm. Um, and so. Um, so that's actually literally explaining everything that's happening and what is going wrong 
with our country right now because they're you know they're wanting to push pride on you know beer cans now on billboards they're wanting to put them in churches and all this that and the other and you know i mean it literally just explained it that we're not to be prideful and yet that is literally what is about to cause the downfall of our country i'm not not trying to get into politics by no means but i mean literally our country is all about pride and like you just said pride comes before destruction yeah in and the commentary in my bible it, it states in um in some of these verses that we're going to read um it states that a lot of times the world wants to supplant their love for the love of god um they want to make their ways higher than god's ways um and uh and just in that verse i just said uh john warns against what the body desires mm -hmm. it says right there it says the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes it we're supposed to keep a holy body and a holy vision. Um, keep your things on those that are appeasing to God. Well, I don't know if y'all picked up on this or not, but it was pride that, I mean, that that was what originally that brought sin into the world from the get-go. Mm -hmm. I mean, every bit of that, as you just read, defined Satan himself. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, the it defined the enemy. You know, he was he was proud thought that he could contend with, with God and you know God and his glory and therefore it was cast out you know so um, that that's a direct correlation of the enemy right there and I mean, the pride you know the pride in our heart comes from the enticements with the enemy um, I put right here too um, I added that in there that Satan the exact same thing happened with Satan when he cast him out. Is yeah. Satan thought his ways were higher and on the same level as God. Yeah. Um, and I put on here, we can see a parallel with the prideful movement of the day in which people believe that their ways are higher than God's ways. I put, Satan has done a good job at blinding people into believing that their fleshly lusts and desires are acceptable and in no way harmful. I see that worldly, a lot of people want to see this grow, this popularity of this issue grow, and that's where they like to place pride on it. And it's funny that if you don't know God's Word, then that's what you're going to see is something being successful as it grows mm -hmm. worldly. And then uh, Proverbs, we talked about earlier that all through Proverbs, he talks about how pride is a, one of the major sins that will bring down destruction in your life. And I, I like it when he says in Proverbs 16, he says... Better is a little with righteousness than great revenues without right. So you can see some some churches grow to massive, huge churches, mm -hmm. uh, and that's what they think is successful in God's eyes, but it's actually successful in the world's mm -hmm. eyes many times. And I, I wrote that it's better be to, to be poor with God than to be rich and own everything this world has to offer, and that's a lot of times... That's where a pride comes about in this world. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And you know, a lot of, you know, the main symbol talking about, you know, pride, homosexuality, everything like that is the rainbow. But in all reality, this is how you know that the devil has took it and in his sick and twisted way, turned it around for evil. Because you go back to Genesis, rainbow is a symbol of God's promise. Mm -hmm. Right? Like in Genesis nine thirteen, it says, I do set my bow in the cloud, talking about the rainbow, and it shall be for a token of a covenant 
between me and the earth. Essentially, me and a promise that I'm not going to destroy the earth by water again. Mm -hmm. Essentially, that is a symbol of God's promise. And yet people, and it is nothing but the devil that is in the middle of all this, took it and twisted it into something that is now sick. Mm -hmm. And one thing, too, that uh, Matthew, I talked to him about this on Wednesday or Thursday. I can't remember. Um, But we were talking about the topic for the podcast for this this uh, podcast and uh, he brought to my attention that in the pride flag there's six colors whereas in the actual rainbow there's seven you're taught that in what elementary school Roy G. Biv mm-hmm. you know that's seven colors red orange uh, oh. green <laughs> Let me say, Roy. blue yellow yeah red orange yellow green uh, blue, blue indigo and violet and violet um and so one thing we're taught in bible too what's satan's number six 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 right um and you know what's god's number for completion seven, seven. seven. um so without that you know god's not in it you know god's a complete god he's it's like it's like satan's trying to mimic god and the bible talks about that too um Satan tries to portray that he is like God when in actuality he's not. You know, um, you see this in situations. You know, God will, I mean, Satan will paint you a pretty picture but not show you what's behind it. You know, God is the true God. You know, mm-hmm. the, the true meaning of the rainbow is God. Um, but Satan wants to mimic him and he wants to take that, but it's not him. Yeah. It's still not him. Yeah. He does. Uh, Satan or the pride doesn't even use a seven color rainbow Mm-mm. you know it's mimicking God but it's not yeah. right absolutely that's that's good honestly I've, I've been taught that in elementary school and that just reminded me of that but I never actually noticed that part of it I'm, that, I just learned something I, yeah, right I, then and there I didn't either because Matthew brought it up to me and I was like that's a very good point yeah, because I mean that's Satan wants to be like God and how fitting is it for him to use the rainbow to misconstrue something that God had for good? Yeah. Um, yes, and like you were saying earlier, Satan in, in the garden, Satan is our example of pride, our number one example, just like the opposite of pride, love. Jesus Christ is that example. And uh, I know that without God's word, there's no way that I can keep myself in check to, mm-hmm. to not let pride take over in my mind. And, and that's the big thing about what's going on in the world today is there's just, there's not enough of God's word mm-hmm. that people are getting to hear. And, uh, and there's definitely, you're going to be, the worldly aspects going to get control of you and then there it is. It's, mm-hmm. it's going to be pride. It's going to be... Absolutely. And our country, you know, it was founded on a biblical, on a godly standard that is now literally trying to be washed away, literally trying to be erased. Well, change, too. Well, oh, yeah, well, just like that, uh, I wish I knew his name, but you know who I'm talking about, the man that's wanting to literally get rid of the Bible and rewrite it to where there's no quote-unquote hate hmm. in the Bible. Hmm. Well, and I want to think about it, too. I mean, because he brought, Jonathan brought up a good point about you know how our nation was founded upon God's standards, um, and ultimately, the the reason that we're having 
the evil swoop the land other than it's prophetic. I mean, it's mm-hmm. um, leading up to, you know, to the Christ return. Uh, but the reason that it is so rampant now, uh, I heard one person say that we used to not have this problem before. No, actually we did. This, but this, this sin has always been there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's always been there. But what we're... What we are missing out on is a few good men. There's mm-hmm. we were back back in the day. You didn't put up with that. No. Mm-hmm. That stuff was not allowed. Yeah. Um, that was that was not okay, and um, people stood up. Yeah, people stood up and they fought for what was right, and those that and were in that sin were pretty much in hiding and shame, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. basically. But in time. Uh, I mean, through the media outlets, through, um, you know, different companies here and there that wants to challenge it. I mean, it, you know, our society, uh, Satan has, has been able to strike the hearts of men with the feel good, thinking, okay, if this, if it does this or that, you know, and to you in a, fo- in, a, in, a in a positive manner, if it makes you feel good about this stuff or that stuff, then maybe it's okay. And then slowly but surely, you're seeing people loosen the reins to where now, it's like God or Satan's not working behind the scenes anymore. He's out there because it's all allowed now. It's mm-hmm. all condoned. It's all, you know, Christians aren't standing up no more. Mm-hmm. We, you know, it's uh, we just you know keep quiet, keep to yourselves. And you know what? That's not what God has called us to be as Christians. You know, I mean, Bible specifically states who are they? How are they going to know if there is not a preacher to tell them? Yeah. You know, that's not just saying we need preachers because we're all commissioned to go out and preach the gospel. We have to tell them how they're going to know if there is not somebody to tell them. But as soon as you try to tell them, mm-hmm. the second you try to say, hey, this is wrong, oh, you're judging me, you're mm-hmm. hating me. Uh, there's a difference between, you know, uh, judging and rebuking. You know, just because you're saying, hey, what you're, what you're doing is wrong is not me saying, me judging you. I can still love you as my neighbor. Uh, but saying up and say, hey, this is wrong. This goes against the ordinances of God. Um, that's what we're supposed to be. But as soon as you, you as soon as you try that, you're putting the hate flag is put on you. You know. Well, I feel like that comes from a lack of understanding too. We're we're we need to educate people about what God's word says, right. and not just say you're doing this wrong. You know, I I have been a victim of this before, where um, I had a friend in college. And he struggled with homosexuality. And I don't know if I've told any of you this or not, but he asked me one time because he knew I was a Christian. He said, you know, why why do you think being a homosexual is wrong? And at the time, I wasn't where I needed to be with the Lord. And I didn't have an answer. Yeah. And so that could have hurt him a lot more that could have led him more right. to do what he was wanting to do mm-hmm. but we need to have the answers for people who come up and have questions about that when we tell them it's wrong you yeah. know we, we, we need to approach them with an educating spirit not necessarily with a hateful spirit like you're wrong you know you know right. we, we don't yeah. need to throw a bible at their head and say find it for yourself <laughs> you know no. we need to be the Bible. We need to write these words on our heart mm-hmm. so that we can show them the Bible. Um, Absolutely. Like um, what me and Kyle was talking about, you know, this morning in Sunday school, which 
if all y'all hadn't guessed about it by having our Sunday school teacher in here, um, this was actually part of what we talked about this morning in Sunday school. So, I mean, it was, it's a, it's been a good day yes. for this topic. <laughs> I'm not even going to lie. But literally, like, a lot of people that are coming, you know, trying to find these answers, trying to figure it out, if we just bash them over the head with the Bible and tell them that they're stupid or they don't know what they're talking about, they could be on the right sitting on the fence, on right yeah. on the middle of it, about to cross over into figuring out, hey, this is wrong. Mm -hmm. But whenever you bash them over the head with that, you're pushing them back on the other side of the fence, right. essentially. Yeah. I like the way y'all tie that in because... You're exactly right. There's not those kind of men that stand on the Word of God because there's a lot a lot of professing Christians don't really know the Word of God. Yeah, that's right. And that's I know right. that in my own life, mm -hmm. you know. I've only been saved for about eight and a half years now. There's work to be done after mm -hmm. you get saved yeah. to be able to be used by God and to defend His Word the right way because even like you were just saying... In the twenty twenty fourth verse of um, of uh, Proverbs sixteen, he says, "Pleasant words are as a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and health to the bone." Health to the bones. Right before that, he says, "The heart of the wise teaches his mouth and add learning to his lips." And that's how you're going to reach people mm -hmm. is is by the gospel, the good news of the gospel, and. At the same time, you've got to stand your ground and say this is wrong. No, you have absolutely. to know where you stand. You know, and, and just because, go ahead. Tyler, well, I was sorry. just going to say, and and I can't think of the verse off the top of my head right now. But doesn't the Bible say something too? How can you expect them to know if they're not taught? You know, yeah. how how can you expect them to understand if there's no preacher? Yeah. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, go well, ahead. and um, I'm actually. Uh, right here you know and I, I, I kind of vaguely mentioned this but also too um, as soon as you stand up and I think this is probably why now too a lot of people a lot of Christians have went silent because of the backlash that you get now mm -hmm. in today's society as soon as you disagree with somebody oh you're hating them uh, you're, you're, you're judging them uh, and it, it um, it's like you're going against them but um and it's funny that Chris was talking about Proverbs, um, but in Proverbs... I, I, I love, sorry, I love Proverbs because the book of Proverbs is all about wisdom and understanding. And you right. can gain so much of that yeah, just absolutely. in verses about so many different topics that it ties back to. It's crazy. Right. Go ahead, Dylan. I'm sorry. No, no, no. No, you're good. My Bible here on my phone is messing up on me. Here we go. Uh, no, in, in Proverbs, one, and this is one of my very favorite passages of Scripture, um, in Proverbs 27, verse 5 and 6, it says, Open rebuke is better than secret love. Um, and then it goes on in, in verse 6, it says, Faithful are the wounds of a friend, uh, but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. Um, and and this isn't necessarily on the topic of homosexuality but really in any sin um, you know we tell an, an appropriate joke or an appropriate story or just any you know say you're a, a friend was to make a derogatory remark about a female uh, you know or just some, anything like that you know um, we 
don't want trouble, we don't want confrontation, so we'll just kind of sneer, laugh, you know, and just, you know, kind of go along with it, you know, just to keep from trouble or whatever. But that right there says that if we do that, we're not true friends with that with mm-hmm. that person. You know, that, that basically it says, you know, but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. Mm-hmm. Well, they, the Bible is considering us an enemy of that person and we are actually going along yeah. with it, with what they're, what they're doing. But if I was to come, you know, once you, like you said, Tyler, in love, and a brother, uh, somebody we know, a brother saying, you know, openly engaging in that lifestyle. If I was to sit back and not say anything for the sake of not hurting his feelings, I'm an enemy according to God's word yeah. of him. Uh, but if I was to come up and say and and openly rebuke him and say, hey, man, the way you're, you're living your life is an abomination to God. It does mm-hmm. not please God. You know, and explain that to him, and stand up and, and rebuke his lifestyle. I'm a true friend to him. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and you hear all the time Jesus's love, which is another another you know passage. You know that that you know ones that's openly engaging that lifestyle try to use to to justify their action in mm-hmm. this. But you hear all the time, you know, Jesus's love, and you know, if I was to come up and say, "Hey, man, Jesus loves you." Uh, that's great, but if I say, "Hey, man, what you're doing is wrong," oh, it's hey, no. Bible actually depicts that as true love. You know, yeah. I love this person enough to come and tell them the truth. That's the true biblical definition of love, uh, and not just going along and 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 just staying silent. You know, mm-hmm. absolutely. I mean, you go back to, all the way back to Genesis and two twenty four. It says, "Therefore shall a man leave his father and mother and shall cleave unto." his wife not his husband mm-hmm. or her wife mm-hmm. unto his wife so essentially it already started back then then you go over to Leviticus 18:22 whenever it's talking about oh lord where was i just here it is thou shalt not lie with mankind as with womankind talking about you know man with man or woman with woman like we you just said it is an abomination mm-hmm. unto God you go over to Deuteronomy 22:5 the woman shall not wear that which pertaineth unto a man which what do we have going on in this world not talking about you know women got to wear dresses all the time this is talking about essentially hey you are turning into a dude and you're actually a woman essentially and it goes the same way with the man because we have a lot of people that are getting it in their head that it's okay to dress if you're a man to dress like a woman and a woman like mm-hmm. a man. That's not okay. Well, and you know, um, there there's people that openly engage in that lifestyle that are completely complete foreigners to the word uh, of God, and then there are ones that know what the words say and they try to twist it, which doesn't make sense to me because this isn't even one of those things that are that's even metaphorical Mm-mm. in the word. I mean, this is so spoon fed I mean this is basically spoon fed to you you know in a, a way that anybody can understand it you can't really interpret it any other way Mm-mm. you don't do that yeah you know a in man is yeah. not to be with a man a woman's not to be with a woman and you can't you can't interpret that any other way mm-hmm. and you know um, it's crazy speaking about interpreting a lot of people are getting the misconception of that Leviticus 8 20, that it really means that you're not supposed to lay with boys mm-hmm. Well, last time I checked, that says man. Mm-hmm. Talking about you shouldn't lay with another man, man like you would woman. with your wife. That's right. So, I mean, there. if anyone thinks that, I mean, obviously you just don't understand what's going on, which I don't see how you can't because it literally just says it clear as day right there. Mm-hmm. 
I want to bring up something too is that um, Satan doesn't want people to recognize their own sin because he can keep them away from God if they don't recognize their own sin. Yeah. Um, I I was I was thinking about pride parades earlier. Um, Why you want to go to one? (laughs) (laughs) No, um, but pride parades are boastful parades in which people long for the exception and affirmation of their lifestyles. That's the only reason to have those parades is for everybody to affirm themselves, yeah. right? Um, yeah. And people struggling with the sin of homosexuality can be drawn by this religion because this movement right. is almost like a religion mm-hmm. in some aspects. It's almost like a cult. Right, right. And so they, the people on the fence, like you talked about, that are trying to decide whether it's right or wrong— can be drawn by this because they're like hey you're fine you know you're doing good they can be drawn by this and the sad thing is is a lot of denominations and churches and stuff are not rebuking it like you said Mm -hmm. you know they're they're almost affirming their own members and trying to get more numbers and trying to have more attendance and trying to be a more successful church instead of preaching the doctrine of god Mm -hmm. Did you um, know that the Methodist Church? Sorry, I didn't mean to no, interrupt you, but the Methodist Church not too long ago, I seen it on Facebook. Split. Well, it split, but it also had their first transgender preacher. Yeah, I saw that. Y'all seen that? Oh, no, it's everywhere now, man. You're, yeah. saw, you're seeing that more and more. I'm seeing. I mean, there's been videos that I've seen, you know, and and articles written about drag queens getting up there and preaching behind the pulpit yeah you know i mean i've seen that more times than i can count now you know i mean it's all it's and that's exactly what that is that's people getting away from the standards of god Mm -hmm. and forming their own personal standards in order to gain more members in order to um make other people feel like they're accepted Uh, i I got a video i want to show you this is um one of the priests in um london um because there in in Britain, there's a whole thing going on where people are allowing same-sex marriages in the church and stuff like that. And uh, they have this forum of priests that come together and discuss stuff like this. Um, but this is a guy named Calvin Robinson. He's talking about gay-affirming Christians. Uh, let me unmute you right here. Uh, I don't know if you can hear it. That we may have ever seen. Do not accelerate it with heresy. You do not have the authority to bless sin. When I hear the Bishop of London on record saying these new prayers will mean priests can bless same-sex relationships, some of which may be sexual in nature, I hear the devil at work. Bishops are promoting the idea of sacramental sodomy. Let them be anathema. Repent. And to the rest of you, I have no doubt that some of you will consider me a bigot or a transphobe or a homophobe, but I am neither of those things, none of those things. I am simply a follower of Christ, a Christian. And we are naturally countercultural. And if so-called liberals were truly diverse and tolerant, they would embrace us just as they embrace everyone else. And that, that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Uh, I, I thought he put that really well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously, um, a lot of priests and stuff in other countries are real eloquent with their speech. Mm-hmm. You don't you don't have a lot of eloquent speech down here. We're just country <laughs> folks. Yeah, yeah. We're just country folks. But he, he really states that really well in um, that video um, about how you know, we're not supposed to affirm those sins. We're not supposed to bless those sins mm-hmm. um, and turn from those. The uh, passage that I always look to in this particular issue 
is basically what's happening is the further you get away from God and God's ways, these things will happen that we're speaking of. In Romans uh, 24 here, wherefore God gave them up to uncleanliness through the lust of their hearts. When they left, when when, when they left God, they became, their flesh became their God mm-hmm. and they turned themselves over to that and and then who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshipped and served the creature more than the creator who is blessed forever amen for this cause God gave them up unto vile effect, afflictions for even their women did change their natural use into that which was against nature and likewise, also the men, leaving their natural use of the woman, burned in their lust one towards another, men with men, working that which is unseemly, and receiving themselves that recompense of their error, which was me. It's, if you take God out of anything, it's, it's going to go down the road, worldly road. And, and that's what's happened here. I mean, and... There's so much. I've talked to um, a missionary that we have here at the church that's a missionary to the uh, prisons, and he spoke about when they took uh, prayer out of school, how the prisons filled up so quickly Mm -hmm. over the next 10, Mm -hmm. 20, 30 years. Each year, each decade, it was worse with with more and more people being Mm -hmm. incarcerated. And it's if you take God out of anything, destruction's coming. Just like we said, pride goeth before destruction. And and to build off that too, um, you know, the world wants to bring God's standard down to meet its. When in all actuality, yes. us as Christians have to help elevate the world's standards mm-hmm. to meet God's standards. And I'm not talking about following the law. I mean, I'm I'm am talking about following the law, but at the same time, I'm not talking about bashing law on mm-hmm. people. I'm talking about love them so that they can come to an understanding of God and that will yes you know because God doesn't sanctify you before you get saved yeah. you get sanctified after you get mm-hmm. saved um, being Christ like basically yeah and and two I want to talk about I had a there was a uh, in my commentary Bible right here um, when it talks about verses 26 and 27 um, it's talking about you know lesbians and um, homosexual men in the, those two verses. Um, it's fitting that Paul is talking to the Romans right here. Uh, I did a historical study, and I talked about mm-hmm. I talked about this with you this morning. Yeah. Um, as I was looking at this, I was up late last night looking at stuff for the, um, this podcast because it's really important. Um, and. I was I was reading and at the time, do you know who the emperor was of Rome during Paul's time? His name was uh, Nero. Yeah, Nero Caesar, and um, and during his period, homosexuality was almost oh, fine yeah. everywhere. Um, and so he had a wife, and so his wife dies mysteriously. A lot of people believe he killed his wife, but there was a I can't remember if it was a freedman or a slave. But he looked exactly like his wife. This freedman and slave looked exactly like his wife. It's a pretty young man, nice-looking young man that almost had the spitting image of his wife. Well, he forced that kid 
to get castrated and made that kid his wife. So the castrated, the eunuch, he's a eunuch now, right? That eunuch became <coughs> empress. And so that's kind of relevant today when you have a lot of people pushing transgender ideology on stuff saying, look, this is what you'll get. You know, you'll, you'll have this great life. You won't struggle with anything anymore if you transition from a boy to a girl. You know, if you have these, uh, you know, these surgeries that cannot be reversed at all, if you take these hormones that will affect your growth as a human being, mm-hmm. um, you know, you have all, you have uh, a sexual, um, there's a sexual deviance that's in America right now and over the whole world. Um, well, I think a lot of it is, um, you know, like Chris was, was saying, you know, about twisting the scripture and not knowing, not knowing God. But look, here's the thing: me personally, when I know I'm right about something, I'm not backing down from it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't have a need to promote it. I don't have a need to explain it. I don't have a need to. I, I stand firm on it. Yes. Um, I, and this kind of goes back to what you're saying too. You know, when when somebody is convicted about something, mm-hmm. they need it. Affirmation makes them feel better about their decisions. Mm-hmm. You know, they need they need other people to agree with them too. You know, and that's why they're building these. You know, they're having these parades. They're they're promoting this lifestyle and like you said kind of making it a religion uh because the more that gets involved it enables their conviction their their enables their justification for their lifestyle removes their conviction you know of it until the next thing you know it went from um you know i'm not you know, wanting to you know wanting to change God's word, not or trying to twist it into meaning it something that it really doesn't. But God's not even in the picture anymore. It's not even about God's word at all. All right, it's about um, people can get mad at us all they want to and call us bigots, call us whatever they want to. Our, the problem's not with us. The problem's with God and His word. And they don't yeah. they don't believe in God. They, mm-hmm. they hear it. They want to, they believe the parts they want to believe. They tear, tear the rest of it out. Mm-hmm. You know, and if you don't have those churches that stand up against it, right? I mean, they're just doomed. <laughs> you know, yeah. Right. They have no other, you know, source that they can go to for understanding right. of life. Yeah. And, then, and, and it's so no, few and far between. Yeah. Those churches that you're mentioning. Yeah. These and it, and it's no secret. I mean, it's you know, it's everywhere now. Disney jumped on board. I mean, you're coming. You know, I we was talking yesterday. I was looking at it like Cracker Barrel. Yeah. Is, is promoting it now you know it's jumped on board they're selling their rocking chairs out you know with the rainbow colors and stuff out front you know you got Burger King uh, that's got the new what's that upside down chicken sandwich or whatever it is where it's like the two top buns or the two bottom yeah. buns yeah, yeah or whatever yeah. you know I mean every bit of it is promoting it you know like it's been hard my, my kids you know fifth grade and fourth grade coming home and telling them about stuff they've heard and seen you know, I'm having to filter everything they watch on Disney, mm-hmm. you know, and it's building up excitement and trying to, you know, infiltrate their hearts with that agenda at that early age to build their moral, build their moral compass and build their, 
just build their platform and their agenda, you know, reaffirming themselves and, you know, the whole, I mean, the whole, that whole population. Well, you know. Satan knows the Bible too. Yeah. And, yep. and you know, what what does the Bible teach us about young kids, you know, right. raise them to know the ways of God and they won't yeah. depart from them right. later. Satan's using that to yeah. his advantage yep. in raising those kids up through a system that is pushing Satan's agenda, yeah. you know. But what's so sad, though, is that nowadays, you know, Christianity, proclaiming Christians used to be the vast majority of the population back, say, 100 years ago, 200 years ago, whenever this country was first started up. But now you look at it, wasn't it, who was it, Mike, a couple of weeks ago that talked about the percentage of proclaiming Christians nowadays is less than 10%? Yeah. And active, yet they are targeting active, yeah. Yeah. Active, active Christians. Christians. Yeah, yeah, active yeah. Christians. And now, like, you've got these big corporations that are okay with this, knowing that it's not okay just to fatten their pocket. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and we talked about that a little bit, too, I think, in our second episode. Was that the one you were on, John? Yeah, yeah, it was. And uh, we were talking the fall about of the fall of the church. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the state of churches today. We talked about today. that, how um, whenever you start taking away the people from god obviously their morals are going to align more with the world um it's whatever you fill yourself up with that's what you're going to be full of <laughs> but you're also we're also living in a time where you know it's like you like you said we're, we're living in that time of the great falling away too yeah. people have lost their fear of god now the yeah. church have has lost their fear of god now you know um you i'm, I'm so thankful we we have a church that you know, our pastor, he still preached truth, regardless you take mm-hmm. it or leave it, he's going to yeah. preach it, you know, and the way that the Bible intended it to be preached, um, and the way it should be accurately interpreted, and I'm, I'm so thankful that he does, he doesn't, he hasn't wavered, and he, you know, but, you know, you even see, um, you know, when preaching, um, preaching on certain topics, and maybe you gotta, you gotta look at it, you know, the church, Itself, the church gatherings on Sunday. That's not an evangelical ministry. That's a that the church is the church. It's the believers coming together to be edified and lifted up and encouraged mm-hmm. by one another as we join together to worship God. All right. So the pre the messages that that have to be preached, you know. And granted, there's going to be some. You know, it's going to come in. That's going to be unbelievers. You know. I mean, you try to do your best. You know, carry on and and just let you know to minister to them. But the messages that have to be preached are centered on the church because it's the church that holds. Uh, it's the it's the church is what's going to hold the foundation of God's principles and standards, you know, upright, and where they where the you know that it's in our hands. Yeah. Well, you know, well, it's it's to grow <coughs> witnesses, right? Right. You know, because disciples. The yeah, the preacher can't talk to everybody that we see on a daily basis. You know, he he's to inform us so that we can go out and inform others about Absolutely. God. Right. And that's the thing about it is that a lot of churches, which, you know, you and me, we've got tattoos all over our body. I could give two craps less if someone has tattoos and piercings all over their body. But also at the same time, if, and we actually talked about this in Sunday school, is there ever going to be, say a homosexual did walk into our church, are you actually going to go up and are you going to show them the true love of Jesus that, hey, man, I'm happy that you're here because... Would you not? Would you rather them be out doing what they're doing? Or would you rather them be here listening and actually hearing the word of God preach right. and listening to the truth? That's good. Because here's the thing: same thing. And Mike even said, "I don't care if you're drunk. 
if someone walks in drunk, we need to treat them with the same respect as you uh, would treat one another. Church family, and I fully yeah. agree with that because, I mean, think about it. If you go up and say, hey, you're too gay to be here. You need to go on somewhere. You just send another soul to hell. I hate to tell you that, but that's just <laughs> how it is. And, well, I mean, they might be there for a reason. And mm-hmm. I guarantee you they are there for a reason. Yeah. You know? And you end up becoming a stumbling block to mm-hmm. their salvation. Yeah. And, and God teaches us not to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, me, I can I can attest. I'm a perfect <laughs> example of this right here because um, at this same church here, you know. Community uh, Baptist Church. Community Baptist way. Church, yes. <laughs> Rock um, strings, one forty-five Pinocchio in Georgia. <laughs> Come see us. <laughs> but, but, yeah, but um, you know, at this at this church, you know, before I was saved, you know, my, you know, my, was that our Lord? Yeah, it was. Come in. Oh, I think I locked it. Oh, it's locked. Somebody go unlock it. I'll unlock it. I like I know that's not my stuff. Hold on, we got an extra visitor. We just want to make sure. Oh, yeah, y'all are good. And the front door's, you know, wide open. Oh, yeah, we'll take it. Just got married. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, congratulations <laughs> to the uh, new married couple. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, my mom and dad was at church. I was not saved, I, you know, and I wanted no part of it. I was completely anti-God, everything. I was... Tattoo, I'm all tattooed up and you know, dressed in all black, and I was playing heavy metal bands. And my dad was constantly on my back, well, please come to church when we come to church with me. And I finally was like, you know what, I'm tired of him, he's bothering me. You know, I'm gonna show him. I, I <laughs> so, feel like that's a lot of testimony. Yeah, You're like I'm yeah. just gonna do it so they yeah. quit bugging me about so, it. So, my intention, and this is this is what brought this to my mind, you know, when you were saying, you know, there's a reason they're here, it can be intentional, it could be not intentional, it yes. could be the fact that you know, God is one up in us. You know, uh, my intention for being here that day when I finally gave in, came to a, a men's get together for Father's Day. Man, I had long hair that I shaved into a mohawk, and I spiked that thing up as high as it go. I made sure my studs were in my ears. Uh, I was dressed in all black. I rolled my sleeves up, uh, and you know my tattoos showing, and came in with uh, my sunglasses on, and I just looked like complete. I like somebody. I look like somebody that shoot up at school. Oh, <laughs> I looked all. I did. I look awful. I looked at But I was like, you know, hey, I'm gonna, it's I'm gonna, good. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna show these guys. Yeah. You know my, what I mean? Well, you know what? Yeah, that's yeah. probably not bad metaphor. Right? <laughs> I'm just but messing with you. You get what I'm saying, though. I mean, I, I came in. That, honestly, I mean, if, if I, I look like somebody that if we saw something like that walking in, it almost put kind of like some. You know, put me put us on edge a little bit. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I came in with that intention. You know, uh, I was like, I'm gonna show these guys. Every single body person here loved on me so much. You would never. I never got a single dirty look. I had it in my mind that that's what would have happened. You know, and uh, but they did. And guess what? Going back to that affirmation again. I came expecting to get that affirmation that fed my belief, you know. So it's very, it's very, very, very important that, yeah, like you said, I mean, that we are on guard and ready, you know, for when that one, that that one comes in, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. that we're just showing the love of Christ to them. Absolutely. What, what a blessing that is, that and, story that he just told. Oh, yeah. To know you now. 
Oh yeah, the, 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 the way that you shine well, Jesus Christ on a daily basis to, to nothing know. of myself. Yeah, it's all it's, it's nothing of myself. Yeah, the Bible says that. I mean, there, I mean Bible, <clears throat> there's nothing about any of us that just one day and said, "Hey, we're going to go follow Christ." Mm-hmm. You know, or we're, there's nothing about us that says that. We don't just say, "Hey, I'm, I'm going to start serving for God now." Mm-hmm. You know, Jonathan always says he came to us. Yeah, he did. He came <laughs> yep. to us. It was, the, it was the Holy Spirit drawing us to Him. Yep. You know, and, but, and another thing is, is a lot of people, you know, they don't want them in their church. Well, there's, you know, that new movie come out, Jesus Revolution. One thing that I learned from that movie <clears throat> is if they aren't willing to come to you, you go to them. Mm-hmm. Essentially, which is the Great Commission to go unto the world. Mm-hmm. Essentially, that's teaching, preaching, baptizing, which I mean, baptism comes after you get saved but that's a whole nother <laughs> different topic but you know i mean we got to go to them because they more than likely will not come to us and and while we're talking about this you, you can almost see two different kind of churches today um a church where it affirms everybody and there's another church too that spreads hate you mm-hmm. know that doesn't love the person <clears throat> but bashes the person um we talked about this in Sunday school this morning, and I'm about to say something, so I'm going to forewarn you. It's a bit explicit from what I'm about to say, but there's this church in uh, in Kansas. Uh, it's called Westboro Baptist Church. I'm very familiar with this. And, and the, yeah. the website to get on their church website is God Hates Fags. Wow. That's, that's the website, and you can look it up. And just kind of educate yourself on churches like this. Um, That's awful. They they push this hate toward people, and God doesn't hate the person; He hates the sin that they commit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like sometimes when churches do things like this, it won't cause if, having that will not cause a person to want to grow closer to God right. mm-hmm. at all. So, especially somebody who's struggling with homosexuality. And I'm not saying we should affirm that person and say their sin is okay, but also tell that person that we struggle too. Yep. We have sins that we struggle with. And homosexuality is, is just another one of those sins. Mm-hmm. And um, But look, hate towards that person is also affirming their exactly, beliefs as well. Yeah, exactly. They've Absolutely. already got it preset in their mind, you know, in their heart that, you know, this I don't fit in with this crowd, they're going to hate me. And that right there... Feed that belief, you yeah, know. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime that I talk to somebody or try to witness to somebody, you know, I'm going to say, yeah, Jesus loves you, but there's always a button there. But you've got a choice to make where you're going to spend your eternity at. Mm-hmm. And whether you choose to follow Christ and go to heaven or reject him and spend an eternity of hell is your two choices. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and these these people that are doing this, they're they're showing a hateful God. And what we know is not a hateful God. No. You know? God loves people, but we need to educate those people mm-hmm. about sin. You know, that doesn't mean, hey, you're a homosexual, you're a bad person. You know, you need to get right. Yeah. You know? We need to and, teach them that there is redemption for everybody. Right. And, instead of you've got to be straight to go to heaven. And but yeah. here's the thing though, there is a change. 
that will happen whenever you fully surrender and give your heart and life to Jesus Christ. There is that change that will happen. Yeah, and, and like I said earlier, sanctification comes after you get saved. Yeah. You know? yeah. There's a lot of people that believe, oh, I have to get things right before mm-hmm. I get saved. And that sanctification from God comes after getting saved. That's when God changes you. Oh, you know? absolutely. God Can't doesn't a change a person that's time. not his <laughs> child. Yeah, I mean, John was still partying up and playing in the bars and everything whenever you got saved. I was an alcoholic whenever I got saved. I'm sure that Chris wasn't right whenever he got saved, and you weren't right whenever you got saved. But here's, spoiler alert, we are never going to be perfect. There is not going to be a single person on this earth. There has only ever been one person that was perfect, and his name was Jesus. And it's a heart change. You Mm -hmm. know, I mean, that's why the Bible says, you know, old things are passed away, behold, all things become new. You're you're now wrestling with your flesh versus your spirit. You know, you Mm -hmm. now have a new heart, new heart's desire. You're able to acknowledge that, you know, my ways don't line up for Christ. I want to be a better person. So that that person that I was, I'm no longer going to be that. Uh, you made a choice within your spirit, but you still having to wrestle with your memory of the yep. sin that you mm-hmm. you previously committed, and the fun. I mean, it's, it's, sin is fun, mm-hmm. it know, is. but it's it's, it's <clears throat> temporary though. It's never going to fulfill you, season. you know, fulfill you and fill a void the way that the love of Christ in you does. But I, mean, I just completely lost what I was about, about to say. <laughs> well, but it's like you're going to keep. Even Paul said, and you know, even I mean, it's the spiritual warfare. I mean, even Paul even talked about that. You know, when he said, you know, the spirit is willing, but the, the flesh the is spirit weak. Is willing, but the flesh is weak. Yeah, I do what I don't want to do. I don't do what I do want to do. You know, but it's not the sin. It's not the. It's not me that's committing the sin. It's the sin that's in me. Mm-hmm. You know, my spirit's willing, but the flesh is weak. You know, and and I think also too when when churches have this mindset that God hates these people. Um, it doesn't help the people because those people probably think they're born that way. They probably think, you know, there's no way to escape this. I'm going to struggle with this. And and by labeling them a fag or a homosexual, and I know Paul labels people this way, um, stuff like that, but by putting this label on somebody, it's like saying, you'll always be this. You know, you'll never be changed. And those people most of the time don't think they will ever be changed, but change doesn't come from us pushing on people. Change from comes from Jesus Christ and mm-hmm. God. Um, and I can, I can show that too in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 9 through 11. It says, and this is one of the main verses where it talks about homosexuality too in the New Testament. In uh, verse 9 it says, Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God, be not deceivers, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. And this this next verse is my favorite part of these verses right here. And it says, And such were some of you, but ye are washed, yes. but ye are sanctified, but ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. Yeah. There is, you know, there is salvation from sin. There is a breaking of chains. You're not tied down to that sin once you get saved. You know, God works it out. You still struggle with stuff. I struggle with stuff that I did before I got saved. I still do. But... I have an advocate, you know. Mm-hmm. I have somebody that breaks those chains, yeah, that absolutely. that stops that addiction, that stops that sin from growing in my life. Um, and yeah. if what sinners see is a hateful church, 
they'll flee from people. You know, we need to show them that change can happen. You know, mm-hmm. you're not tied down to this. You're, you're not, I don't know the right word, but you're not defined by your sin. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And a lot of times in which, I mean, you know, like you just said, you struggle. You know, I mean, there's not a day goes by that I think about, yeah, a beer would be nice every now and again. You know what I'm saying? But it's that Jesus, I draw strength from Jesus. I draw strength whenever I'm weak. He's, you know, the rock that I can stand firmly on. He's literally my best friend, my redeemer, that any time that I have those cravings, I can just turn to him, and he'll just remind me that, hey, Last time I checked, those chains got tossed in the dumpster about, you yeah. know, about five years ago now. I like that. Also, like you say that, because your strength comes from Jesus Christ. But what he was saying earlier, once you become a Christian, you get that real fear mm-hmm. of God. Yes. Because yeah. my the thing that helped me so much as a young Christian, like I still am a young Christian, but earlier than this time was going back. Because my life living in sin... it was multiple types of sin that's why we want people to understand that we're not judges we're not judging Mm -hmm. you we actually want to love you like jesus does and we want to help you because we would like for you to come to heaven with us absolutely but fear like you were saying is the big downfall in america is fear is Sometimes what got me through, I'm gonna be honest yeah, with think, you. You know, I, I think it's it kept in Proverbs, me from going back. Sorry, uh, I think it's in Proverbs. Uh, I think it's chapter one. It says, um, "Fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge." Yeah, you know, but fools despise yeah. wisdom and understanding. Absolutely. I don't know if I phrased that correct. Yeah, that correct. But that's it's very close to that. <laughs> it's very close to that. I know. <laughs> but, yeah. You know, and also another thing about it is, is that you know, even after you get saved. You know, the devil doesn't forget. God forgets those previous sins. Once you are covered in the blood and you say, well, don't you remember what happened, you know, 10 years ago? What are you talking about? But the devil does remember, and he will use that to his advantage because he's a coward and doesn't know how to actually do anything if you want to get technical with it. But the thing about it is, is that our God is bigger than that little devil. That's why in the Bible, if you ever pay attention to it, the little G God of this world is not... You know, like the big G yeah. God that we serve. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I got, I got one word wrong. It says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Okay. Well, I, you know, and I, I don't want to say God forgets our sin uh, because even that word forget is an intentional. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That does show a sign of weakness. God doesn't forget our sin. He just chooses not to remember yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, there's a, there's a, there's a difference there. There's... He's not going to, look, his word is a promise. Mm-hmm. Uh, anytime you sin, you mess up, you you come and say, Daddy, I'm sorry. You know, basically what you're saying, you're crying out, I have a, I have a father, and, you know, I'm sorry, I'm, you know, consider it done. Oh, you yeah. know what I mean? That, that sin is no more, no more, you know, it's no longer a, a a stain, a stain yeah. blotted on you, you know. That's well said. Yeah, That's it's good. it's not. I don't. I hear people say that all the time. God forgets. No, God don't forget. Because there we're gonna. There's gonna come a day where we're gonna have to answer. Come judgment mm-hmm. day, we're gonna have to answer for our works that we've done. You know, as mm-hmm. a Christian on earth, you know. And if so, for God forgets where we messed up, well, you might as well consider judgment day out. Yeah. Well, even what I was referencing with that was before we got to know Christ, when we were washed clean. Whenever it's like, you know, sin is the 
the stuff that Ajax can't even wash off. That's what I was referencing to is that once we're washed clean, it's like, you know, you pour it down the drain. Yeah. And it's gone. Mm-hmm. Essentially, that's what I was trying to make well, reference he, to right there. He doesn't hold it against you. Yeah, right? he doesn't yeah. hold yeah. it against you. Yeah. Yeah. It's the difference between him yeah, and us, too. No, yes, yes, we is. can't choose not to remember most <laughs> yeah. of the time. Right. You yeah. know what? We dig it back up. Right. Yeah, <laughs> no longer identified by yeah. what you once were. Yeah. You know, it's. I, I like how Pastor Mike says, too, about how. You know, he throws it into the depths of the sea, but Satan tries to pull it back up. Yeah. And I, he will do he, Satan will try to attack you based on your past. But like I said before, you're not defined based on your past. Yeah. Um, you don't have to be a prisoner to sin. You don't have to be. As a child of God, you don't have to be a prisoner to sin. And that's what a lot of people who struggle with homosexuality, they feel like they're trapped. Yeah. They're in this, and they're going to be like that the rest of their lives. And there is a change that can happen. I know people who used to um, that used to get caught up in stuff with homosexuality and mm-hmm. stuff like that, but they're completely different now. You know, completely different. Um, I don't know if they still have those urges and stuff because each mm-hmm. one of us still has urges of sin that we struggle with yep. I don't know if they still have those urges or not but they're a different person now they're saved yep. they're changed you know they're married to a same sex person Yeah. Yep. and so um, I'm sure this person deals with stuff like that too um, or not they're, they're not with opposite. the same sex yeah they're opposite <laughs> yeah. married to opposite sex person sorry yeah. uh, <laughs> but <laughs> I completely want to guess everything. I, I, mean, I didn't want to call you, call you out on no, that there, bro. I caught myself. I, yeah, I, I like, talk and then I think about what I, I said like yeah, five minutes that. after I yeah, said yeah. it. And that's what gets you sent to the couch most of the time. <laughs> that's, that's exactly right. I've actually I've got a really good friend of mine. His uncle was actually a homosexual for years and years and years. And he went to church and got saved at church. That next morning, he served as now ex-husband with divorce papers Mm -hmm. because he realized that hey i need to get rid of this a similar person happened with somebody in my dad's family too really yeah um yeah there's there's people i know one and one person our neighbor matter of fact that uh was living with somebody of the same sex and uh went to church got saved at church and the very next day he said, sorry, I can't do this no more. I'm not leaving, you know. Yeah, that's a but, God. Yep. <laughs> right, right. That's that word, but. But like like I said, but there is redemption. Yes. For all those that are, you know, sin sick that, for all y'all listening, there's a way out of this. Mm-hmm. There's a way to heaven. You're, but you've got to choose yeah. which path to go. There's no reason for you to feel trapped. No. Because there is a way. Yes, there is a way. Well, all Jesus four of said, us were trapped in a, in a certain way. Yeah. And it's only by the blood of Jesus Christ that we made our way out of right. the trap that we were in. Absolutely. The prison. Yeah, and Jesus said in John fourteen six, I am the way. I am the truth. What well, you know, we've been talking about this whole episode, and I am the life. Whenever you get born again, that's whenever life really starts to happen yeah. for you. That's whenever you can fully say that even, which in, at least in my situation, I never had a dad growing up, but I've got the best dad I could ever ask for right now. <laughs> yes. Literally, whenever you get saved and you accept Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, that's whenever life begins. I'm not going to say it's an easy life, mm-hmm. 
but Matter it's fact, a lot it's better. It's actually kind of harder. Yeah, it's harder, I mean, it's, but it's better. But it's yeah. more, it's, it's, it's worth it. It's yeah, I know. I never, I never experienced true peace, the peace of God. Yeah. Before, there was always something. But I want to I want to reference this the right way. Every day is not peace in my life. I don't want to say that because, like you said, the battle really begins, and right. when you become that's when you become a soldier for Christ. Yep. But I have peace like I never had before, and I can't really explain it. I could mm-hmm. I could talk for hours, and, I, and it has to be experienced. Mm-hmm. But uh, I told Pastor Mike a year after I was saved, I was like, this. These weeks, I've, I've had peace in my heart, and and before you know, I got to get to this level of income. I got to mm, get yeah. to this level of popularity. I it, it's it's always something that the world's wanting us to feed ourselves with, mm-hmm. and and you can just sit back and rest in in Christ on right. days. Absolutely. It's not every day. Well, it's, I mean, a, it's not it's, every day, but I, it happens. It, it's you, learning you know. how to keep your mind set on things above mm-hmm. you know i mean Absolutely. that's i think that's where the real turning point is you know where yeah. like chris said you know we were all focused on us ourselves how we could do this how we could do that this goal this thing you know and i mean to the next thing you know you're in a frenzy you know which way do i turn got this to work on this that you know i mean there's never ever any peace because there's never you know it's there's always something you know uh, because we're dwelling on things from down here, you know, or not. Uh, but it's, you know, I love the Bible verse that says, you know, he will keep you, I will keep you in perfect peace whose mind is not stays on me, you know. And it's learning. I mean, it's like when you're saved, when you get saved, I mean, you think about it this way. I mean, it's almost like, I mean, you're being born again. There's a reason that he used that analogy. You're now a baby again. All those years pre-salvation, you learned life one way. And now here you are having to learn it in a different way. Yeah. You had a heart's change. You're trying to put your, you, you've repented. You've turned from your way. You're trying to learn the way of God and keeping his, your mind on him. is That's <laughs> that's the hard part. That really is the hard part. You and know? Tyler actually made a really good reference this morning um, talking about the woman that was caught in adultery. Whenever she was caught in adultery, they were wanting to kill her right then and there, right? They were more focused on her sins, but whenever Jesus said, you let he who is without sin cast the first stone, they couldn't cast the stone because they all had skeletons in their own closet. They all had sin. And that's one thing about it is, you know, yeah, I can't go over there and say, Tyler, you need to quit being so gay. You need to quit doing this. You need to quit doing that because I've got my own sin. But like you said, there's a difference between judging somebody and, you know, just being rude to them and being a friend and rebuking against it right. there is a difference between that a true friend yeah that will rebuke it that's exactly mm-hmm. right um i want to show this video i this this man i i don't his name is alistair Begg. i don't know if you ever oh, heard yeah. of him. um but he's talking about people who um struggle with homosexuality um and what you know how the church should um approach these people and interact with these people. Let me play this real quick. Those are the only two options. Either you hate me or you affirm me. And that kind of goes with what you were talking about earlier. Mm -hmm. You either hate me or you tell me I'm okay. Right. 
Christian actually does neither. We do not hate, but nor do we affirm. Mm -hmm. We cannot hate because of God's word, and we cannot affirm because of God's word. And we have to be prepared to say that we are unprepared to rewrite the Bible in order to accommodate a society that needs the Bible and that needs the Jesus who is the focus of the Bible. Yeah. I thought that was that, and it's, it's so pretty neat powerful that you right that you even play that right now because I was you know, I was literally just thinking, you know, the whole our whole basis for our way, our our lifestyle, the the way we believe, the way we believe, you know, what we we deem to be true, right and right versus untrue and wrong, is based on what the word says. Mm-hmm. I would have absolutely, yeah, sure, I could go back and say, okay, well, I think this is wrong based on because you know because this is how I was raised. That's opinion, mm-hmm. you know, is what that is, you know. But I would have no, you know, you know. I would have no reason to base homosexuality to be a sin as a fact without the Bible saying it is. Yep. You know, I would have no reason to believe that being a drunkard would be a sin if the Bible didn't say so. Yep. You know, the Bible says it, you know, therefore I know it's true. You know, John 1, 1 says, in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, the Word was God. I know God is the Word. John, you just mentioned just a second ago, you know, I'm the way, the truth, the life. Well, if God is the word, he's also the truth, and I know his word is true. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm able to identify situations that I read directly in my Bible in my own life. There's enough there proving it to be true. And um, so it's just, it's really, really a matter of, you know, if they really believe the word or not. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And, and that goes back to what we talked about earlier. And I, I don't want to make, like, circular comments and stuff like that, but you see a world where... They try to change God's word yeah. to match up with their lifestyle, yep. and yeah. and as Christians, we need to approach people that struggle with. I mean, even different things besides homosexuality, with drunkenness. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, fornication. Whenever yeah. we need to Whatever approach people with an education of the Bible, so that we can show them what the Bible says, not what Tyler Childers says, yep. not what John Walker says, not yep. what John Clark says. Maybe what Chris likes. Yeah, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No. But uh, we we need to come to it with an educating Lastly. aspect, you know, with an educating mindset, not necessarily a um, hateful mindset. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, at the same time, though, you know, it's kind of like that that video right there. I mean, kind of goes back to what we're saying you know, about how society has enabled them. You know, has enabled that mindset. You know, and they're needing that affirmation that the way they feel is justified is is okay and all that stuff i mean it's like when they say well i feel like i'm born this way born saying that i'm born this way is a crutch mm-hmm. that's exactly what that is that is another way of trying to get affirmation yep. is believing that, mean, you know, that that that's a crutch they know they wasn't born that way yeah i mean if you uh, want to get technical with it we were all born into sin because this world is full of sin oh yeah but Granted. it's whether or not what you're going to do Later on down the road it's, in your it, life, yeah, it's it's the act acting on acting these, on that. You know, yeah. you, everybody has stuff they struggle with, even from when they're young. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody has different things that they struggle with. The point I'm trying to make is educate people on, 
you know, in the Bible where it says that it's wrong so that they can learn, too, that it's not just me saying it, you know. Yeah. Right. Um, because we all deal with different things. I struggle with stuff that the Bible teaches us not to, deal, not to do and mm-hmm. partake in. I struggle with stuff like that. And it's a constant battle to fight those thoughts, to fight those things. Um, And it's the same exact thing with homosexuality. Um, There's different sins, and sometimes we um, level have levels to sins. The Bible tells us if we fall short in one aspect of the law, we fall short of all the aspects. Yep. Um, That's uh, was James two ten, I believe. If I'm not, somebody correct me next time. Um, I'll fact check you right now since we got fact checking in this room. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. Well, I like um, the way you said that. I mean, it, whether you're talking about homosexual, drunkenness, fornication, and that's why we, we want to tell the ones that are dealing with this that they feel like they're trapped in it. The other things you mentioned, I've been trapped in, yeah. you know, and and I'm no better than you, mainly because... God's word tells me I'm no better than you, but I know through my life that I've been trapped by by things, whether it be fornication, whether it be drunkenness. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I, I've been there, and uh, I can't point a finger at someone for their sin, but I've got to stand on God's word if I'm going to be His child, mm-hmm. and, I, and I'm going to say that I'm His child. I'm gonna to have to believe his every word of his word from beginning to the end. Absolutely, and it's and a, you were correct on that. By the way, Christ comes first always, uh, even above the law. So mm-hmm. I know that that probably sounds bad, but Christ is always priority, always mm-hmm. number one. Um, so we have to make sure that we're saying the right things, doing the right things. You know, that because our life is our the purpose for our life is to you know please him mm-hmm. all right but at the same time so we won't we don't want to once again go back to that affirm word you know you know say anything in a way that's going to affirm their their belief we mm-hmm. have to be bold and stand firm um but there's also a way of doing that in a loving manner to where they're not they're not feeling you know condemned as like paul said best you know where sin abounds grace abounds more and there's been so many times where somebody has said something to offend me and i know this is going off the course of, of topic here but we're but we're talking about really a sin in general right you know yeah. where somebody has done something that's upset, upset me or done me wrong in a way and that um i guess us and our carnality if that's even a word, I don't know. It's my word, but <laughs> yeah. I'm not uh, smart enough to know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, us and our carnal, or you know, our carnal state. You know, we want to kind of react, and I'm going to say this or say that to that person. You know, and then come in the heat of the moment because of the love of Jesus that dwells within us. You can't bring yourself to do it. It's grace. Uh, you, you know, grace was shown on us. Therefore, we show grace on other ones. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They, they, these people. I mean, they, you, you, you run into them. They've already got it. Their mind made up that you know us Christians. And sadly, there are those Christians out there that give us all a bad name mm-hmm. and prove them to be right. Just like that church I mentioned. Yeah, I mean, that's you know, some people wear their salvation as a badge of superiority, um, and they've forgotten the grace that was showed upon them. And you know, and you know what that is? 
it's pride. pride. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but what what salvation really is is it's a it's a a symbol of weakness within our mm-hmm. you know within ourselves. It's um, you know it's. I can't do this life on my own. I don't have it within me to figure it out the right way. God, I need you to lead God and direct me. I need a friend. You know, that's the opposite of pride. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's humility. Yeah. And so, um, treating people that same way, not affirming their belief of how they already have it preset to be determined that you're going to be treated by you being a cross follower. If you come, if you show them, hey, man, just be real. I'm, I'm just a per. I'm you're just I'm a mm-hmm. person just like you are. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. I struggle with this. I struggle with that. You know I love you. I don't have to agree with what you're doing and everything to love you. You know what I mean. But it's that joy. You know people are naturally reactive. You know it's curious. You know naturally curious. You know that joy of being a cross follower. You know and the love that dwells within that outward outward display of that. You know it rubs off on people. And and that's that's really a good place to end because that kind of just wrapped up our whole topic um, yeah. in that last little soliloquy we had there. Yes. Um, and so does anybody have anything else they want to add to that? There's always redemption. Just remember that there's always redemption. There's always grace. But there is going to be a day, though, and it's coming up a lot quicker than we think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where that's it. Time's run out. Yeah, I think I think the biggest when it comes to the pride topic or, or really sin in, in, in general, you know, the first part of redemption though is acknowledging mm-hmm. uh, uh, acknowledging the sin in your life and acknowledging it to be sin. Yeah. You know. Um, so it's um, some I've heard this question a lot, you know, I mean yeah, we can tell them it's because the Bible says so, but then mm-hmm. I've heard this has been the biggest counteraction whenever I've, I've brought this to people. Well, how do you know the sin that the Bible's true? How do you know that this, you know, mm-hmm. um, that God is true, that this isn't some kind of fairy tale? Mm-hmm. Well, look, um, it's hard to believe something that you can't physically see mm-hmm. or you can't hear with an audible ear, you know, Um but at the same time, that's just I mean, that's just faith. Mm-hmm. Say I am wrong. Yeah. You well, know I mean, mean, I mean, you can look at it too in that argument. I know we're kind of getting off topic a little bit here, just a little bit. But you know, look at all the prophecies that Jesus fulfilled and yeah. the documentation of it. Now, I'm not saying everybody needs 100 percent documentation in order to believe because there's a lot of stuff that we go through that we yeah. need faith. You know. Yeah. Jesus isn't standing right here in mm-hmm. a physical sense right, right. Absolutely. Um, and so you still need faith but also too there is a lot of um you know a lot of documentation and backing up that mm-hmm. jesus was an actual person and he came to um fulfill the law mm-hmm. um that was mentioned in old testament and um well, it's kind of the, the risk, work, the reward, yeah. you know, kind of thing. You know, <laughs> say I am wrong. If I'm wrong, I've lost nothing. Yep. You know, I've lost nothing. I found something. I could I consider me the the neighborhood crazy man. You know, I found something, even if it was even if it was a fairy tale. I found something that gave me some kind of comfort and helped me get through life. You know, yep. but if I'm right, which I do believe I am right, if I'm right, you know what? I've gained everything, and you've lost. Everything, yeah. Like if you know, it's it, the risk is is the risk worth the reward. Yeah, you I've know? seen it, or I've seen it. I've heard it explained like this: Look at the wind. You don't see the wind. You see the effects. You see the evidence of what yes. the wind does. 
and you can feel right. the wind, even though you can't see it. Right. Just like, you know, like when we have these out-of-the-bank services, we don't see, you know, the Holy Spirit moving around them. Right. But we feel it. Yeah. Well, that's we have, no, there ain't nobody in this lifetime that's actually met Abraham Lincoln, but when they read his autobiography, they're going to believe it. That's right, yeah. You know. Um, sorry, to add to that one more I had something that I thought of. Um, somewhere. I like the way that he talks about that you see the evidence of him because it is a step of faith. It's it, God will put you in a position like we've talked to. He'll come to you and put you in a position to where you can make that choice because you can feel him right. calling to you. You feel him pulling you. Right. You, you, mm-hmm. you remember when your heart was yep. beating that. Yeah. And, then, and when you do give, when you accept him, he he shows you that his ways are higher than yours, and then I've mentioned it before. This eight and a half years since I've been saved, he's showed me how real he is. There's no way that I would have this new child without him orchestrating everything. And I was able, my eyes were able to be open and see him orchestrate that because he loves me, yeah. and because I'm his child. And that's the thing about it is. If he can do that for me, then he can do that for any of these people that we're talking, that are struggling with something different than I struggled with, but I struggled with sin, a different type of sin. And I just want to praise him real quick because his ways are higher than mine because he had me preparing a lesson for uh, Sunday school at the same time I had no clue that y'all would be having a podcast mm-hmm. on that, and I just want to thank mm-hmm. y'all for allowing me to be here. Because oh, yeah. I mean, that's just, yeah, I did try to text awesome. you though. Yeah, you did, <laughs> <laughs> you did try to text me, and and and, and, and through, through my weakness, God overcame <laughs> because He made me come. Yeah. Whether whether oh, we prayed too hard for this, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. if, it, if it's not too late, Tyler, just one more quick comment. I could, I, you know, you never know who's going to be listening to these. The intention, I think I can speak for all of us here, the intention behind this right here, because I know these are controversial topics that we're talking about, but the intention behind this is not to spread any kind of hate or anything towards anybody that may be living this lifestyle. It is to simply to educate on God's standards against it and the consequences of it. And uh, and we say, and we do that because we do genuinely have a love for all of y'all, mm-hmm. for for everybody, and we want we want to take you to heaven with us one day. Absolutely, you know. Well, um, I mean, what what does it profit if a man to gain the whole world yet lose his own soul? Right. You know? yep. We right. we want people to find Christ and to grow in Christ so that they can have a life of fulfillment. Yeah, right. um, absolutely. And it and it's not like you said, it's not to browbeat people at all. Right. Um, this is just to inform, and I've learned a lot by studying this um, more than I. I thought I already knew a lot of stuff, but there was a lot of verses that I read that I'd never even read before. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so this this time is more, like you said, to educate and to help people grow, grow in a relationship with God. Um, Absolutely. And if you guys have any kind of questions, comments, concerns, 
you know, our email is linked um, with the podcast on our website, on the church's website. It's Connect CBC. Yep. C O N N E C T C B C. You had to think about that for a second. I, I'm, <laughs> but I'm getting old. I'm getting old. You're one year older than me, man. <laughs> oh, just, know, just know if there's anybody here it's, that this has caught your attention of, you know, just know that you're very loved by us here and by God. God loves you. And just. We just want to encourage you, encourage you to turn to God. Yeah, absolutely. And, and if you have any questions or anything, like John said, re- reach out to us. Um, you can come to church. I gave the address mm-hmm. earlier in this episode, and uh, or you can send us an email, and we'll respond back to you. Absolutely. But um, thank you, everybody, for um, listening today. Thank you, too, for um, being on here today. Absolutely. Thank uh, you. It was a joy being yeah, here. Yeah, Chris, you want to pray us out? Yes. Lord, Father. I thank you so much for this time that you've given us together, Lord, Father, number one, to lift up your name, Lord, to lift up your Son, Jesus Christ's name, Lord, Father. Lord, God, I pray that you would reach somebody with this, Lord, God, and that they would that they would listen and that you would nurture them, Lord, God, and lead and guide them to you, Father. I pray, Lord, that you would, that you would help us, Lord, Father, in our journey, Lord, God, to try to live the life that you have for us, the purpose that you have for us. Lord, I thank you for this ability and this opportunity that you've given us, Lord God. Lord, I pray that that we would lift you up, Lord, during this time. Lord, I pray, God, that you would go with us today and keep us safe. Lord God, help us to come to church tonight and and worship you and give all glory to you, God, because it's all about you. Everything that we do in service, Lord, is about you, God. We could never do enough to deserve, Lord, Father, the kingdom that we will be in with you one day, God. And you made that happen for us. We're so thankful, God. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 I'm just a nobody.